0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 177 of the Deaf Free Dad podcast. So when we think about wealth, our minds often jump to maybe stacks of cash, maybe luxury cars, or maybe fancy vacations, or fun things you see on social media. But here's the thing. Wealth is about so much more than just dollar signs. It's about living a life that's full of abundance, joy, and freedom. And on today's show, we're going to shake up the perceptions of wealth. And together, we're going to dig into the details of what it means to be truly wealthy at least in our opinion. And we're also going to get the audience involved too. Stay tuned.
1: You're listening to the Debt Free Dad Podcast with Brad Nelson. Brad and his co-hosts experienced the anxiety of living paycheck to paycheck before learning the fundamentals of financial security. They are now on a mission to empower regular people to pay off their debt for good and enjoy happier, less stressful lives. Keep listening for inspirational interviews, tips, tricks, and practical advice to gain financial freedom.
0: Hey, how's everyone doing today? You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, uh, Deffrey Dad. And as always, welcome to uh, today's show. Remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. You can head over to balanceense.com forward slash 177. That is B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash uh, 177. Uh, So guys, today we're talking all about this word of wealth and being wealthy and Uh, My first question for you guys is, uh, before you did any of this stuff, and before you got out of debt, and before you were, say, financially healthy and had a good understanding and good financial mindset, when you heard the word wealthy prior to that, like, what did that mean to you uh, before you got out of debt?
2: For me, I think it was like a lot of other people. You assumed that rich, wealth, wealthy, y'all meant the same thing. And I've I've come to realize that wealth is not a number, but wealth is a number. I'm sure you're going to want me to elaborate on that. So I'll wait and let you ask me to do that. But (laughs) um, you, you, you always think that, well, wealthy is something I can't achieve or being wealthy is something I can't achieve. And, you know, when you change a few habits, you start doing these a little differently, particularly when you get out of debt then then you started thinking about what does wealth mean and what does it mean to be wealthy because you can because now you've released a lot of the burdens and, you know, the monkey off your back, so to speak. And now you begin to think, okay, well, what's next?
0: Now, when you say, and, and I, w- I do want you to elaborate a little bit on the number. When you say wealth is a number, any number, What what's the number? Because well, there's Because you know, I mean, Chris, you've been around long enough. You know, like... There's this general number. I think the number is now, in fact, I'm going to read an article here, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that it lists like, I think it's like $2.2 2 million, 2 right? million. Yeah, $2.2 2 right? So is is that the number we should all shoot for, or what are, you, what are you saying when you say a number? So
2: when I say that wealth is not a number, but it is a number, Right. Really, it's probably a better way to say it is wealth is not a number, but wealthy is your number. And what I mean by that is traditionally with growing up, if you were a millionaire, ooh, you were somebody special. You know, million dollars was sort of that number that we all thought, well, if, if you are a millionaire and you have a net worth of a million dollars, then you are wealthy. But, you know, wealthy, it's a—it's different for everybody. And I know we're, we're going to talk about it. I know it comes up in the article. There is no set number, but each of us probably have some number for us that for me and my wife specifically, that we would think makes us wealthy. And the best definition I've ever heard of being wealthy is having enough assets where you could quit your job today and your assets maintain your lifestyle for you. And so what does it take to have enough assets to be able to replace your income, which in essence is what we're talking about. Of course, that number is going to be different for everybody. And so I don't think there is a set number, but all of us at, at some point, hopefully sit down and think about what are we, what would it take wealth wise for me to not have to work anymore and be able to retire yeah. and maintain the standard of living that I have.
0: Yeah. What about you guys, Brian, Amber, Katie, what Robert, if I don't want
3: to stop working? Like if I like my job, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, you know, wealth to me, isn't a number. It's not It's choice, freedom of choice. It's, you know, of the ability to, take a vacation if I want to, or go on more extravagant vacation. Okay. Wait, I wait, 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 no, Stop, 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 stop. No, you're, you're
0: what? getting, you're getting beyond. Wait, 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 No, you are ruining <laughs> the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh.
3: But that's what wealth means to me. Before, we, before, it before, it, it yes. Attainable. Let's talk about right. before.
0: Okay. What you it just, heard, it, was
3: attainable. it wasn't obtainable. It
0: wasn't obtainable.
3: No, not at all. No, I so when even you never heard, stop put myself in that picture.
0: Okay. So when you heard that word, you were just, you didn't have like any feelings toward it. It was just like, I'll never be that.
3: Pretty much. Yeah. I'll okay. always be broke. That's fair. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Winning the lottery, having a big fancy house with an in-ground pool and a wall or a fence around it, <laughs> fancy cars, love it. A jet, like those were wealthy people. <laughs>
0: a jet. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to understand
4: my family was like the last family to get an answering machine and a DVR. Like it was <laughs> not a thing that we grew up with. I didn't ever have a Nintendo or any of that. So... Those are yeah, like fancy people.
5: It, it's the same for me. Um, I mean, wealth and I mean, just before all the before we did all this, I mean, wealth and rich. I mean, I would just throw, I would throw those terms around interchangeably. I mean, I wouldn't, if, if I said someone's rich or someone's wealthy to me at the time, it meant the same thing to me. It just meant somebody who had a lot of money and kind of like what Katie just said, a lot of nice stuff, like a lot of cool, flashy things. They were wealthy or rich in my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would totally agree. And I would, I would honestly, I agree with Amber. It's like, you just, yeah, that's not going to happen. Right. You just yeah. never thought that that was going to be your reality. Um, especially cause like you said, Katie, of how you're kind of raised and how you've grown up. It's like, yeah, well, how
4: would, why, how
0: would, why would that ever happen to me?
4: It was um, super awesome. When we got a fridge with an ice dispenser in it, like that was a big oh, deal.
2: That would be amazing. I don't, I don't <laughs> I have, i never one. had one. I don't no have more one cracking now. cracking the plastic ice
3: yeah. buckets.
0: I'm still doing that. Actually, no, I mm-hmm. take that back. I do have a little ice machine on my counter now.
5: Um, Ryan knows all about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, Hey, it works. It, it, the ice machines aren't what they're made to be, you know? I mean, right. we we have one. You either get three cubes or you get it all over the floor. Right. There's no in between. <laughs> you never get exactly what you need.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyways, the topic came up because I came across this article On CNBC and the title of it is, what does it take to be wealthy? Well-being is more important measures than money or assets survey finds. And this is written by uh, Sharon Epperson and again on CNBC. So I just want to read through this real quick. It says, many Americans feel wealthy, but not necessarily measure it in dollars and cents. Well-being, not money, has become the leading measure of wealth for most adults today, according to the new Charles Schwab Modern Wealth Survey. It says it takes an average net worth of $2.2 million to be considered wealthy, the survey found. But that's the estimate respondents gave for other people. What about you? Are you rich? How much money does it take for you to consider yourself wealthy? Of the 1,000 adults surveyed, about 48% say they already feel wealthy, yet their average net worth is $560,000, about a quarter of what they think others need to actually be rich or considered wealthy. Millennials are overwhelmingly more likely to say they feel wealthy with 57% of those ages 26 to 41 saying they feel this way compared with only about 40% of Gen Z, Gen X and baby boomers. Uh, But for millennials who say they feel wealthy, their average net worth is about $530,000. Wealth is a very personal definition and the definition of wealth is very personal and it should be unique to one's experience says certified financial planner, Preston D. Cherry, founder and president of Concurrent Financial Planning. Oh, in the great state, of Wisconsin up in Green Bay, best football team ever. (laughs) He stresses the importance of having a financial plan based on your own wants and needs. If you do nothing, then nothing will happen, said Cherry, who is a member of CNBC's Financial Advisor Council. Americans' views... About what it takes to be wealthy have changed since pre-pandemic times. When Schwab did its modern wealth survey before the COVID pandemic in 2020, people said the average net worth it would it would take to be considered wealthy was 2.6 million. In 2021, that figure dropped to 1.9, then went back up to 2.2 in 2022, where it's stayed this year. When asked to characterize what being wealthy means to them, respondents overall mentioned their well-being 40% more than money, 32%, and assets, 26%. And in 2017, the top response to wealth means was money at 27%. Whether they know it or not, well-being is much more important, said CFB and financial psychologist Brad Klontz, a, ma- a managing principal of Your Mental Wealth Advisors in Boulder, Colorado. One of the risks we run into is thinking a certain amount of money is going to bring us a certain amount of happiness, bring us peace, improve our lives, improve our relationships, says Klontz, who is also a member of CNBC's Financial Advisor Council. Unfortunately, some people will sacrifice what matters most to them ultimately in their goal to achieve an arbitrary Wealth number yet nearly two thirds, sixty-two percent of adults in the Schwab survey say enjoying healthy relationships with their loved ones better describes what wealth means than having a lot of money, uh, which is thirty-eight percent. And in seven and ten adults say wealth is about not having to stress over money, not having more of it. And that concludes the article. And I thought it was just, um, I thought it was just interesting based on where uh, people are right now. And I guess one of the questions I have after reading that is, do you feel people are are taking that mindset because they feel like, say someone like me and Amber who feel like truly being wealthy with a number is, is become for a lot of people feeling like it's impossible. And maybe now they're just, well, I'm wealthy. It's just not going to be a number. It's really going to be about the quality of my life. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying I agree with that statement. I'm just throwing it out there.
3: I think everybody's different. I I think that everybody, you know, but I think right now I could be wealthy on a, in a little cottage down by the river.
0: Yeah. But there are so many people right now who just doubt that they're going to ever have financial success. You look at the housing market the way it is. Um, I just read a crazy, like a percentage of people who are priced out of the market right now. It's crazy. Are are people getting feeling like they're left out of becoming well, like wealthy as far as a number, not wealthy as far as quality of life. And they're going more to this quality of life is wealthy versus a number right as, that's what i'm just wondering is are the numbers skewed because of the way the economy is of the where of where we are at as a society today versus say where we were you know 20 30 years ago
2: i, I would say as a former teacher who talked to many many students of a younger generation and multiple generations i think some of it's just generational we want to be differently we what we, we, they think about life differently we look at the world differently you know the experiences that we've grown up through Certainly, COVID playing a part of that. I just think that you, know, you look at what they. Some of them are much more organic in terms of what they eat. Okay, much more healthy, staying away from dairy. There's a lot of health things that they're different than us. And I think money wise, they're they're sort of thinking that let's don't focus on the number. Okay, and and by the way, Amber, I agree. If you don't want if you don't want to quit working don't. I I don't think that that's the point of of a definition of wealthy, but I think you're right, Brad. I think there's a generational thing that says, let's just look at it through a different lens, a different viewpoint. And we value life more than just money. I, I, I thought it was the same article, but I saw a different one, I guess, today where somewhere in the article, it mentioned how, these younger generations value experiences. And I, I, I got giddy to myself thinking that's the phrase that I've been using for over a decade now is yeah. my why is I want to have experiences, not things. And so it must've been a different article that I saw where this generation was talking about how we value experiences and that we're not as caught up in material things. And I thought that's a, that's a good, good way to go. Now we'll see if they keep this up or if it eventually comes back to money. But I guess that's a long answer to say, I think it's generational thing where they're, they're looking at it from a different viewpoint.
3: Well, yeah, and going into like the generational thing. I had a conversation with somebody who is in her early twenties and she basically flat out said, I don't want the white picket fence in the house and the responsibility. I want to go have fun in my life and experience things. And, and I don't want to be locked down to one thing like my parents were. So I think they're seeing it as in a different way. So necessarily it might not just be the dollar amount, for the new generation coming in. And that's where this might skew the numbers a little bit. Yeah.
5: And I, I do think too, you look at the, um, you know, the older generation, um, the boomers, oh, yeah. the boomers. <laughs> um, and even to some degree, you know, the Gen X like us, um, you hey, know, I, I think- am on the
0: line of millennial.
5: <laughs>
0: I play both sides. If it's a bad millennial article, I am I am Gen X. If it's a bad Gen X, I go to the millennial side. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um
5: But yeah, I mean I think I think with the older generation there was and there still is, I mean, if you have conversations with them, there's just this idea that um you give your life to work, you give your life to company to the company. And it, I, I think it, in this article we're talking about finances, but I think in, in working with a lot of them. I see them with my kids. They just have a different perception of life than what the older generation did. Um, you know, like they don't want to work. That's not really true. They just don't want to work and like be taken advantage of like people have been on all these years or give their lives to a, a company, you know, so that they can, you know, do whatever they want to them. You know, so I think it's the same thing with finances. I think it does play, um, it, I think there, there's. I think they're maybe uh, waking up a little bit to the fact that they don't want to live a life of like misery and like work a terrible job just so I can have all this stuff and be miserable and have the white picket fence in the house. I'd rather have less stuff and be happier. Maybe there maybe there's some signs that people are waking up to. I don't want to live that life. You know, I see my parents or I see, you know, my grandparents live that, and that's not what I want to do.
0: Mm. Right on. Right on. <laughs> I always find it funny when each generation picks on each other. It's like you realize the generation that's picking on the millennials, like, Raise those people, right? (laughs) They just didn't show up. Like you, you had a say in how those people grew up, and the millennials who are having kids—that's a message to you too. Like you have a say in how your kids grow up. If you don't like how they grew up, well, maybe it's your parenting skills. (laughs) Be careful, Brad.
2: You're just opening a can. Don't run your audience (laughs) off.
0: Oh, seriously, seriously, I'm not saying hey, my kids will probably make plenty of mistakes. I'm just like, you didn't learn that from me, and they probably did. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the, the Facebook page, right? What are, what are other people saying when they say what wealthy means to them? I'm curious.
5: Yeah. So, um, so Jessica Brown says paying every bill on time with ease, having enough money that an emergency cost isn't detrimental to your budget, being able to say, Hey, let's drive to the beach and not worry about the expenses and being happy financially, mentally, and emotionally. So I think that just kind of ties it right there. I mean, it's not just happy financially; it's also that mental and emotional aspect of being happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Kirsty, uh, I'm gonna probably I'm I I'm gonna just say Kirsty. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to butcher your last name, Kirsty. Uh, Kirsty. Feel, yeah, feeling <laughs> comfortable with life when an emergency happens, I won't stress about it and just keep building. You know, and I think that that I mean, I think that's, you know, all of us have had, you know, emergencies prior to being out of debt that it just really was a huge stressor. And now after, I think we can all relate to that where it's like emergencies happen and you can kind of. Yeah, it's not fun, but it's not not the end of the world and you can kind of roll with it.
0: Well, it goes from crisis to crisis, living to like a little bump in the road. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's still not fun, but it's not destroying your life anymore.
5: Yes. Eric has an interesting comment. I'd love to hear what you guys think of this because I, I just I read it and I was like, wow, that's kind of insightful. So I believe wealthy sounds a lot like healthy for a reason. Otherwise, we'd call each other, which instead of rich, (laughs) if, if you're healthy, it means you're feeling good. Nothing is wrong. And it's clear sailing for right now with your body. Wealthy to me means you are comfortable with your financial situation. Nothing's wrong. And it's clear sailing for now. Having enough of a financial cushion that you can do what you want to do to a certain level or splurge here or there without worrying, you need to start from scratch. Wealthy can lead to a low stress, healthy as well. Yeah, I dig that. Um, I'm just reading through some other ones. Uh, no worrying about needing money. That's Becky Brown. No worrying about needing money to cover daily expenses. Finding contentment with your day-to-day life. I think that's a huge, Yeah, that's a huge thing right there. I think to, you know, becoming wealthy emotionally, but also becoming wealthy from a number wise is learning contentment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in order to determine your number, you got to figure out what it is that you're going to need in your life, right? And and what does that look like? And then and then having the uh, ability to be able to resist temptation and and spend more, um, you know, that's, you know, I think we've all talked about that. That's something that we've learned along the way in getting out of debt is deciding and figuring out what what were the things that truly made me happy and the things that I wanted, and then ignoring everything else, no matter if other people have different opinions. And I think that's a big part of wealth too. Is is really not caring what other people think and only focusing on the way you want to live your life.
5: Any other interesting ones? Uh, Sonia Coons having the freedom to live differently or change jobs without needing to make a certain income to cover your monthly debt. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, that is like the ultimate, at least in my opinion, the ultimate version of like, emotional wealth is just having complete freedom of your time and being able to choose what you want to do how many
0: people i'd be interested how many people are stuck in jobs who have really good salaries they hate their job and they're Mm -hmm. in debt and they're only working there just to pay bills oh
4: oh instead of doing what they love Mm -hmm.
0: yeah instead of doing what they love right you're exactly right katie Yeah. yeah
5: Well, Gallup Gallup puts out a poll every year on like employee engagement. They're always measuring employee engagement. Um, And, you know, they always it's, you know, always really blows my mind how many people how many people are disengaged at work. Um, And I just I truly think I would love to see a study done. I think there is a connection between financial health and that employee disengagement, because I think you have like you just said, I think you have so many people that are whatever accountants that wish they could be in it, but they can't start over. Right. Because they're so ingrained in bills and debt that it's like, I can't, I'm just stuck doing what I have. To, I, I have to do this. I don't have a choice.
0: Oh man. Even thinking about that just stresses me out. It's, <laughs> uh, so, Brad, it's
2: something important to think about. You asked the question earlier is are the respondents of that survey looking at life differently. You know, I am definitely a a Gen Xer. I'm not on that line like you are. And I we were growing up, always thought that the million dollar number was the magic number. And prior to getting out of debt and thinking about things from a different perspective, you know that was that was sort of always the goal. But it's interesting to read the comments that Ryan did. Not one of them gave a number. They all gave something else health, happiness, freedom, not worrying about stress. So I think that answers your question, Brad, about how do they see wealth nowadays? And that transition that we talked about is that people aren't looking at it as a number anymore. And they really shouldn't, you know, other than than the one example that I gave. And then one more thing, if, I don't, if you don't mind, is let's talk about contentment for a second. I think it's important for a lot of people, you know, contentment, to me means being happy with where you are today, but striving to be better tomorrow. And so be happy with where you are today. Be be thankful for the blessings that you have, but then just try to be a little bit better tomorrow. And if you'll keep doing that, you'll eventually pay yourself, pay, get yourself out of debt. Maybe get yourself into the job that you like or the career that you like or a business that you've been wanting to do, the house that you want to be in. Things come from small steps not from necessarily big steps. And so I'm, I'm happy to, to hear some of those comments that people are looking at things a little bit differently and aren't tied up in necessarily money or material things. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the other thing that is really exciting about what we do here and what we do on this show is we help people get to that point. And that's the cool part about what we do. Um, and I would say when I talk to our Roots members, when we've done, and I know it's been a little while since we've had Roots members on here, uh, just with everything going on in my life and getting our podcast back up and running after all of that, but um, if you go and talk to them and you talk about what what's been the best value of it, it, they they rarely talk about the fact that well, I paid off you know tens of thousands of dollars. It's the I have no more stress about how I'm going to pay my bills. It's I am very satisfied with where I'm at right now. I feel good that I'm continuing to make progress. I have confidence. Like none of that has a number to it right? But those are the best benefits of getting out of debt. And, uh, and I think that's the cool part what I was, when I was reading through some of those comments or as those comments were coming through is like, man, this is what we do here. This is what we help people with. You need to listen more and do more. And a lot of you will start to experience that a lot more. I, I see it all the time.
4: I know that's part of like, when you first start in roots getting your savings account which again is mindset and behavior but the wants versus the needs and you know what can i cut out right now and i can always add it back in later it's just those short-term sacrifices for long-term gains and there's so many things i never went back to because i'm like you know what it really was just a want it was never a need to have these things. And now as I'm unpacking after a move, I'm like, why do I have so much crap? Like I just, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm over stuff. I will continue to say that. And I am only a few months older than you, I think, Brad, and I'm firmly Jenna. Wait, wait, wait. You are not (laughs) older. Are you older than me? January eighty.
0: No, I'm older than you. And if you look, I, we are totally on the line. You could be on the line with me. It's fun. <laughs>
4: That's fun. It's fun to be on the
0: line. Don't no, ruin it for I'm, me, Katie. I am I'm not.
4: No,
0: no. You can be millennial with <laughs> me. You can agree me. to
4: disagree.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are right. Depending on who you, what you read and what you look at, they they do separate the dates out. That's why I play both sides. Mm-hmm. It's best of both
2: worlds.
4: <laughs> I believe one of my favorite comedians calls us older millennials, I suppose, yeah. if you have to be something <laughs> that I can relate to. I'm like, okay, I don't, tr- I don't go with all of it, but.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. All
4: right, let's go down this list real
0: quick. Cause I, I put this list together and these are just some of the ideas I had. You guys feel free to share, but um, we're, we're running up on time and I just want to make sure I share these. So when it comes to wealthy, what it means, at least for me, a stress-free financial life. So what are those things? Number one, you're not weighed down by debt. I think that's number one on the list. Like you're out of credit card debt. You're, you're, your debt isn't stressing you out. I know some people have different feelings on debt. You're okay with a certain amount of debt. Me personally, mortgage is it. Real estate, that's the only thing I'm willing to go into debt for. Uh, you, you have an emergency fund in place. Ideally, uh, a three to six, maybe even up to a 12-month emergency fund. So if something were to happen to you, you know, you're know you gonna be taken care of for a while if you're out of work. Uh, you're actively investing in your future. So as Chris mentioned here today, having a number and you're actively putting money aside every single month or every single year depending on how you do it and that money is being put away all the time to uh, reach that number that you need to if you're say going to retire or eventually just decide to do something else and give yourself the options and choices to be able to do something else like chris you open up an ice cream store uh amber you said you don't have any ambitions of of working you know, or not, I'm sorry, of working.
3: <laughs> I never want to work. <laughs> I don't
0: think that's what she said. Man, you are so lazy. Not just
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You do want to work. <laughs> um, and then lastly, from a financial standpoint is being able to pay cash for purchases. You know, obviously getting out of the idea of, you know, always going in debt, making payments, uh, things like that. So from a financial standpoint, would you guys have anything to add to that that's important to you, do you think?
2: not really. I mean, the only thing I would add, and this doesn't necessarily go on that list is part of being wealthy for me is getting to the point where my assets, my wealth can help me buy things. Yeah. Or have experiences even more importantly. And that's, that's a different mindset that I didn't have beforehand is to be wealthy means that you're, you, your assets are buying things or, or helping you have experiences, not necessarily the work that you do.
0: Yeah, You have just, uh, you need to write that down, Chris. We need to do a podcast episode on that because I think for people who are, you know, for a lot of people they never heard anything like that, living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I know I didn't. And I think it'd be a great show to talk about that because it's, it's a fun topic, especially if you're already getting on the road to getting out of debt. It's a fun place to be when you get to that point. Super cool.
2: Well, I'll give you a quick example. I know you're running late on time here, but I mean, I've got the ice cream shop here but I'm also buying lots up here. I'm sort of playing Monopoly on the little hill that I've got here. We own three lots now and one of them got a house on it. And so accumulating real estate, like you talk about and playing the game of Monopoly for real, that's something that would have never been on my radar 20 years ago. But the idea is to accumulate assets so I can have rental properties so they can help me yeah. have experiences or not work one of these days if I want to.
0: Right. Options of uh, next point, freedom of choice is a big part of being wealthy, right? So we talked about, obviously, Sonia brought it up in her comment on the page of having the freedom and flexibility to be able to change jobs. So getting yourself to the financial standpoint where you can make different choices based on your current life. Like, for instance, based on where I'm at right now, you know, my wife passed away three and a half months ago. I mean, my life is completely, you know, upside down. But I am hopeful in the sense that eventually I'm going to get out of the sadness and the grief that I'm going through. And I am going to have choices in front of me about being able to take the next steps and build a new life and what that's going to look like for me and my kids. Um, I can't even tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, how I would feel if um, that wasn't the case. And I would say, stuck in a job I hate, I'm miserable. I'm in debt. I'm trying to figure out how to make ends meet. Like this would have been so much worse than it's already been. And so when I think about wealthy, I mean, man, just in the situation I'm in, be able to come out of this and and live through it and be able to walk through this and know at the other end, you know, I'm going to be able to make some new choices and we're going to have the financial backing to be able to do some of those things. That's pretty freaking awesome. And uh, man, you talk about stress-free living. That's, it doesn't get any better than that. And as bad of a situation as it is, I can say that um, it feels pretty good.
4: Like, I know I'm still on the journey and still working the process, but it does give you choices. Like I was able to help in the last year, two friends that just financially needed a little helping hand. And I was able to do that without going, Okay, now I'm going to be stressed out because I don't have, you know, the funds. It was just like I was able to help them and have no expectation of them giving it back or paying me back and just being able to bless them that way.
0: Yeah. And I
4: mean, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Being able to give, help out. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, next one for me was just time freedom. So not slaving away just having to pay bills and you're able to work however much you want, make the kind of money that you want based on the goals that you have in your life. And because of that time freedom and because of that choice, it doesn't cause, Uh, any stress. And I would say for me, guys, I mean, this has probably been this is another area. And I could go through so many different examples of how time freedom has has helped us so much after becoming debt free. I can look at when our daughter was born with all of her complications. Uh, I can look at obviously, you know, my wife passing away. I can look at good things, too, and being able to just spend time with my kids. I mean, I have spent I mean, I don't think that there's any parent. Well, maybe there's some bad parents out there that might say this, but I don't, I don't think there's any parent out there that would say, I regret spending so much time with my kids. In fact, I think a lot of people, it's, it's quite the opposite. Like I spent way too much time at work. I spent way too much stressing. Now my kids are older. I've missed so much, you know, I I don't, I'm never going to have those regrets because I got out of debt. My son was in kindergarten. I have enjoyed the majority of his life. I pick him up from school. I take him to school. Uh, and again, my kids aren't angels. They drive me freaking nuts but I love that I get to spend time with them when I like them. (laughs) And that's, and that's a lot of fun. And I, again, I'm I'm never going to be able to look back in these days and say, I regret having done what we've done or, you know, I should have had a nicer car or whatever. No, it's going to be like, I'm really happy. And the same thing goes with even the stuff I'm going through with Sarah, you know, and I look at it and I'm so grateful for all the time that we got to spend together and all the things that we got to do together because of the life that we lived, because I could have said, man, We missed out on so many opportunities because we were in debt. We couldn't see each other working all the time. Like that was not our life at all. And so be able to look at that. It's helped in a lot of the grieving process that we did have that time, that we were able to do the things that we wanted to. She was happy with the life that she was living. She ran her business. She was doing the things that she wanted to. And it all came down to being debt free and being able to make those new choices.
2: Man, you guys got nothing on that one? (laughs) I'm not going to try to trump that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then the
0: last one, guys, is just overall life satisfaction. So, for instance, are you happy with your career? Uh, what about your relationships, your social life? Where does that fit in, right? Uh, your intellectual life. You know, are, are you someone who's big in self-development? Are you doing things to better yourself? Are you okay not bettering yourself? I mean, because that's okay too. I mean, not everyone's into all that kind of stuff. So he doesn't have to be a part of it. And then obviously, you know, if you're into some sort of a spiritual life as well. So I think all of those things, and if, if you guys have ever seen the Zig Ziglar Wheel of Life, I mean, I think that all fits in for me for what truly wealthy looks like.
5: I would just say, like, and I know we quote, you know, we should probably see if we get this guy on our show. We quote his book all the time. But like Morgan Housel with Psychology and Money, he talks about, you know, rich and wealthy. And one of the big things that I think is just really powerful is he's like, rich is what you see, you know? And there's a lot of rich people that are broke that are not, they don't have the money. They look like they have, but they, when we think rich, we think big houses, fancy cars, all this stuff. But then how many stories do we see where it's like the guy working, you know, uh, you know, a $20 an hour job after 40 years, retired with $8 million and gave it to a school. Cause it's 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 all the things that you're not buying that accumulate wealth it's this it's that sort of living that you know it doesn't mean you you can't do anything nice, but it's all the things that you don't see that create that wealth and all that all everything you just kind of went through the freedom of choice the time- all those things that you don't see the the buying a coach ticket instead of a first class ticket it's all those little choices that you make along the way that lead to all those things you just went through
0: yeah all right quick quick poll. Do you guys consider yourselves wealthy right now, today, based on where you're at? Yes. Amber. Yeah. Katie. Yes. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: I I mean I would I would say yes, but I know given our current situation where I you know I recently lost my job. Um, My wife probably listened to this and be like, no, (laughs) but from a, from a, but I would say that that just falls more on the, and and again, not, not that we were ever rich, but it would fall more on the rich mentality of like it, the, you know, we're still coming off the high of like the, the stuff that really doesn't matter. But from a wealth standpoint, like, like you said last week, Brad, like I'm going to be working with you. I could have never made this choice. If we didn't do this, if we didn't do this, I right now would be working. I'd be, I'd have to go find a job, two jobs maybe, or three jobs. I mean, if we really were back where we were, I mean, I would be working like crazy because we'd be missing one check. I mean, we'd be, we'd be on the fence of losing stuff or being laid on bills right away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's given, like I said, you know, you've had the freedom of choice and being able to do some different things and that's pretty awesome.
2: So, yep. am I the only one that thinks that when Brad said Ryan and there was that pause, that the only thing that would have made it better would have been some dramatic music and bubbles behind him?
4: <laughs> Here we go on the bubbles again. So.
2: Oh,
4: that bubble machine
0: is pretty good.
5: <laughs> right.
0: So, the totally awesome Debt Freedom Planner is helping so many people make consistent progress with their finances. Whether that be building emergency funds, paying down bills, budgeting, tracking paydays, saving up for larger purchases, goal planning, and planning for those irregular yearly expenses that always seem to catch you by surprise. Now, the Debt Freedom Planner will help you take the stress out of managing your money. And if the thought is running through your mind, hey, I just need to have a simple tool to get my finances together this planner is perfect for you. Head over to the real therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu at the top of the page, and order your Debt Freedom Planner today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, talk, let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about your money. Let's talk about all the good things, all the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt.
3: And that's how it means it's time for the celebrations of the show, Samantha Hubs. It's a small one. Why? Well, you, saw you mother. Oh, uh, I almost
0: just did it. I was like, I, I caught myself right at the and then last then minute,
3: laughing, I like,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, keep that in the show. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, ahead. I'm sorry. That's Samantha-
3: my bad. <laughs> Samantha Hubs, it's a small one, but a but got my nails done for the first time in six months. Paid cash to treat myself after giving it up to save money.
0: Awesome way to go, Samantha. Congratulations. Uh, Mary Southerd, vacation fun. And Mary actually went to, I believe it was Alaska, paid in cash. And uh, she actually just celebrated on our live meetup last week. Saved and paid off over $63,000 in the last three years. Wow. That is incredible. And just went for a paid for a vacation. So yes, you can yeah. have fun and still get out of debt, save money. Um, awesome job, Mary. Congratulations.
2: So Samantha had gotten her nails done and paid cash. Well, Sabrina Hudson gauge paid cash for her haircut for herself. And she was able to tip the stylist very, very well because she did an amazing job.
0: Yeah. That is awesome. Way to go. Sabrina.
4: Daniel, Daniel. Oh, Gifted early birthday cash of five hundred dollars to their son and future daughter-in-law for the continued remodel of their home. So again, passing it on to somebody else. Yep,
5: fantastic way to go. And Joy Kulig at home barbecue ribeye steak dinner for, with all of the fixins for me and my husband.
0: Yeah, there you go, nice. steak for the win. Love it, Joy. Congratulations to you guys, and congratulations to all of you guys who are working so hard at getting yourselves out of debt. And if you're just getting started with our podcast, or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how you can get started on the road to financial freedom, go visit our website at balance and sign up for my free, a life without payments workshop, where I'm going to show you the first steps that have helped tens of thousands of people just like you and I kick financial stress and worry for good.
1: Thanks for listening to the debt-free dad podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. If you found value in today's episode, please leave a rating and review. We so appreciate it. For resources, show notes, and links mentioned in today's show, visit balancedsense.com. That's balancedsense, C-E-N-T-S Catch you next week.